Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite St. Louis sports podcast, The Lunatics. I'm your host, Tyler Edwards, along with my quasi-friend uh, and co-host, John Love, who is opening a beer to try to cut through my intro, as he usually does, try to ruin things early on. Get things rolling here. We do have a special guest with us today, uh, Tyler Hardy, who is a friend of ours, who also is a big fan of soccer. Uh, prior to St. Louis City coming to town, I know we had our group chat that was named the EPL chat that was very quickly mm-hmm. changed to the City SC chat once it was announced the name of our team. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank I you like for having me. You, I like how you skipped me there, yeah, but that's were, okay. No, it's fine. I would never, ever disrespect you, John. You're just um, th- you're trying to throw me off my game. You, you threaten to throw me off my game all the time, so I'm just testing you. That's true. That's uh, true. As well, we have made uh, a habit of recently, since I called you out on opening things, uh, what are yeah. you drinking this evening, John? Well, because I am apparently a four-hands stan, one of my last two of my original um, variety packs from Christmas, this one is the Marshmallow and Chocolate Milk Stout. Ooh. I will be going to the liquor store this weekend and hopefully obtaining another of these variety packs because I liked every single one of them. So that's what I've got. What do you have? Uh, I went with the uh, Angel's Envy Finished Rye today. Uh, as usual, I'm back on the bourbon train uh, and rolling with that. Uh, Tyler, Absolutely. are you drinking anything while you're trying to put up with our shenanigans? Guinness. Always. Always a good choice. Yeah. Always a good choice. Yeah. Now, I do have to say here, before we get too far into this, so obviously, when you guys refer to each other, Tyler to Tyler, everyone will know who you're talking about. But when I say Tyler, no one will know. Nobody knows who you're talking about anyway, John. I've come up with a solution (laughs) that I think will work for everyone. And the solution is, is that when I say Tyler, I will be referring to our guest Tyler, you know, out of respect, using his name. You know, thank you for coming on. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I'm referring to the normal host, Tyler, I will refer to you as short Tyler, because in this chat, you are short Tyler. <laughs> you know, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, and I would also like to remind everyone uh, here that I am six foot two. Uh, and John, what are you, five nine? Hey, I'm just saying, Tyler, <laughs> short Tyler, excuse me, short Tyler. We all wish we were a little taller, and it's okay. You don't have to be defensive about it. <laughs> I'll, Tyler, I'll how tall are you, short. by the way? I'm 6'5". Six 6'5". Five. Six five. I was like, I know you're taller yeah, than yeah. me. Yeah. So, but I was like, I don't actually know how tall you are. Yeah, Once I, people I, are I, taller I, than me, I just assume you're half giant. Once people are <laughs> taller than me, so I just kind of zone it out. Yeah. I found that like six four from from my height, which is you know the normal sized person, that at six four is like the height where it's like six three maybe like anything above six three is like all the same like it's just like really fucking tall to an average person. Um, like six two, I'm like okay yeah that that guy's kind of tall, but like six three and up, it's just like holy shit that person is tall. Normal stuff for you guys, but for us little folk out here in the world, it's new. But we're not here to talk about how heights we are. How heights we are? Wow. I did not pregame Man, John, no. you, you fooled me. He's been in his cups. He's, I have, I've been in my, my cups. I'm sorry. 
Uh, We're not here to talk about how tall we are. No, no, we are here to talk about, as you can probably tell by all of our jerseys, uh, we are here to talk about the the one and only St. Louis City SC in the upcoming season. Uh, Mm -hmm. Exciting things coming this year. We've had gotten through our preseason um but now it's where do we do where do we go from here um and you know what what do we see that's new speaking of new there was some new uh things on the news feed this earlier today uh we Mm -hmm. released the new kit how did you guys feel go ahead tyler uh well whenever it first released just a little underwhelmed but the more I looked at it, the more we dug into it, I think the more we came to like it. Whenever I found out that the print was unique to every shirt, that's something very unique. Um, you know, and then with the 100% recycled, that's cool too. So, I mean, the more that was revealed about it, I think the more that I came to like it. So, it's still not as good as our home kit, but, you know, yeah. I think they went really hard for that one. Yeah. my I had a similar feeling right off the bat my issue at first was that it was too similar to the spirit kit from last year which which tyler short tyler is wearing right now if you're watching on youtube um but that's okay um i do like it more in pictures than i think i liked the original photo i think the first photo i saw of it was actually one that mls shared which kind of like Mm -hmm. widened it out um and you couldn't really see the lines and the detail on it uh, part of why I actually chose the jersey that I'm wearing today. So if you, you guys might recognize if you're watching, it's um, the Marvel's jersey that they did, the warm-up jersey that they did last year. Um, and I think this was true of a lot of the warm-up jerseys they did. I know the Hispanic Heritage one was the same way, but these are actually all unique as well. So I'm presuming they're doing it the same way with the city um, kit that they just added where it's um, basically one giant pattern and then each one is cut from a different spot on the pattern, basically, Mm. to make each one unique. Um, But I really like it. I'm going to buy one. I probably won't buy one yet. I I go back and forth a lot on it, but I really find it hard to justify spending that on it when I know it will be on sale if I can be patient. Um, But yeah. I I think if I didn't already have the spirit kit, I would be more inclined to purchase it but yeah, because same. it is so so mm-hmm. it, because it is so similar it, it's hard for me to say oh yeah let me run out and go pay, pay full price for it what i do love is that um they did put the purina in the city red which i thought was a, mm-hmm. a nice touch um yeah. there on the jersey mm-hmm. and I, I don't know i think again i agree with you the f- initial picture i also saw the one that mls shared mm-hmm. and you right. couldn't see any of the detail um, it was and giving toronto I, vibes yeah, you know, and then when I when I got the link when it popped up on my app on the city app, um, and I was able to actually go into the city app and go to the link and look at the sh- the jersey, I, I felt a lot bet felt a lot better about it, um, and, and it made me want it more. But again, I I don't know that it's one that I'm like, oh, I have to have it tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. Tyler, actually, if you lean back so I can show um, the viewers your red one, so you can see there on his that the logo is red on the primary kit. And someone actually pointed out to me a few weeks ago that because it's red on the primary kit, on, on that one at least, you don't really notice the sponsor as much because it tends to blend in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That was a thought I had never had, but I did uh, want to call that out since he was wearing one. Um, but I'm excited. I, like I said, I don't know. I, don't, I hope I, I am brave and I hope I am patient because I don't want to spend that much money on it. 
John's going to buy one before the rest of us. He's yeah, probably going to buy one yeah. tomorrow. Mine's going to have to be a gift. So, <laughs> if you, so for our listeners, if you are interested and if you can be patient, there will be sales throughout the year. Um, and especially if you can wait till after the season, like November, December, it will be like 50 bucks. <laughs> so um, that is the time to buy. Uh, but if you are going to buy full price, please don't buy from uh, Fanatics. Please buy from City Pavilion. Please buy from Soccer Master. Buy local um, money that's going to go back into our community as opposed to a nameless, faceless organization that sucks. So, yeah, there's my there's my Agreed. two cents. Agreed. <laughs> Man, too bad we're not talking Cardinals because those the MLB jerseys are terrible. They are trash. They look like Chinese knockoffs. You know what? Please keep going because we can always make this a real and just like throw <laughs> it mean, out there. I mean, there's not much more. I mean, Fanatics is known for having just terrible quality and, you know, like shitty cut patterns on their jerseys and stuff. Like, it's awful. Like, I, I'm so happy that, like, our jerseys are made by Adidas still and not them. But, like, the T-shirts, I think, are done by fanatics right um there are yeah, some but, they have yeah. some that are done by them I, I got one that was by fanatics and it's like the logo is all off centered and it just right. I, don't know, I think i heard quality. that they that they might fanatics might screen print the uh the jerseys that they sell i don't remember where i had heard that but that is like a possibility um we were talking last week of someone who put, who bought a hoodie from fanatics and the hoodie was just like a blue hoodie and like in the center just had the, the city badge. Oh yeah. It was upside down. It was upside down. Yeah. 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 It's like, God, it's, it's so bad. And I don't understand why all the, it's gotta be because they're, they just, you know, offer so cheap of, you know, of a price yeah. to the oh, league. For sure. but like, it's so, it's so bad. So bad. I'm just Here saying, uh, I, I don't actually know, and that's something I've been curious about, is if you buy a jersey from them, is it actually coming from Adidas? Like, is it Adidas is printing and selling it right. to Fanatics, and then they're just scraping mm. off the margins or whatever? Or, or what is it? And it makes you wonder, right? Like, yeah, why are they selling them so cheap compared to everywhere else? You know, things like that. But that's that. the crazy thing. They're not that cheap. Like, the MLB jerseys went up in price. Even though they're, well, I, I just meant worse like uh, I know like some of like the big the sales on jerseys, uh, and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like they're they're willing to you know buy them from the league for more and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. But it's all junk, and I'm upset. The MLB jerseys have actually made me like legitimately sad this week, mm-hmm. and I probably shouldn't let them affect me like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. But I, I actually just went and bought. Uh, at Academy Sports, they had their St. Louis Cardinals jerseys from last year on clearance, and I just went and picked up. I've been wanting a powder blue jersey for a while, and went and picked up one of their powder blues, you know, like the authentic jersey for like fifty bucks on clearance. And uh, but I was like, I'm buying this one now before the Fanatics ones for this season get put on the shelves because yeah. I guarantee I'm not buying one then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look so bad. But we're not here to talk about about fanatics baseball jerseys although we could we could in fact i even told people today at work that the one special skill that i have that the average person doesn't have is the ability to rant for a long period of time and maintain my energy of doing that 
and Tyler short Tyler is smirking because he knows that that's accurate to me. Um, but let's skip that. Let's go to something fun. Let's talk city. Where do you guys want to start? Uh, that's up to you I guys. Mean, just jump right. I mean, you put it together. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, so going into the season, um, and, and I know we've talked about this kind of a little bit in the past, but where do you see performance from last year improving and where do you see us maybe taking steps back performance wise? Uh, so where do you see us having uh, potentially more success and where do you see potential pitfalls? Tyler, go ahead. We want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Well, I would say probably where I think we'll see probably the most improvement is obviously on the wings, you know, with Totland and Dura coming in. You know, I think that's the hope from everyone is that these two guys are going to make a real impact, you know, pressing the ball forward, you know. Uh, as a area that we're going to go down, I, you know, I could see maybe there being a drop off with like Parker, you know, uh, getting yeah. one year older. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people consider last year like an outlier year for him. It was what his first year making an all-star team, you know, uh, I could see him maybe falling back a little, but other than that, I don't really see too much of a downturn. I mean, our team's so young, you'd only really expect them to improve. And I think we replaced Nico scoring and Stroud scoring with Sam and Klaus getting more minutes. Yeah, if you extrapolate Klaus's, if Klaus is healthy for the whole year, which last year was the, like the only time in his career he's had a serious injury, um, mm-hmm. his pace would actually put like he would make the same amount of goals last year as as him and uh, Nico did combined. So I think we're going to more than make that up. I think Sam is worth at least the five goals uh, if we get him for more of the season uh, that we lost in Shroud. I think Thor is going to be worth some goals. Um, I actually really think Thor is a guy who is going to step up bigger for us this year. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I think, you know, having a preseason, having spent time here getting settled, I think that's all going to really play to his advantage. I think Durkin is going to be a huge addition. Uh, I A guy I work with actually told me that he thinks that at the end of the year, um, Durkin will be starting over Blom uh, in our quote-unquote best agree. 11. I agree. Um, because he brings so much more on the ball and he seems to, you know, Blom, Blom, and I love Blom, but sometimes he can get a little caught up ball watching. Um, and he's so focused on going and, and trying to get that tackle to get the ball back. Sometimes he leaves a lot of space behind. I don't, so far I haven't seen that from Durkin. Durkin seems to be a little bit more focused on positioning and getting the interception and, and things like that. Um, but those are kind of the areas where I think in addition to the fullbacks, what about you short Tyler? Uh, I, I think we're going to potentially see better play just not just from our defensive wings, but from our wide midfielders. Um, you, you put in people like Celio, you bring in things over somebody like Stroud. Um, it's just a different feel. It's a different game. It's more offensive capability. Um, the, the area that I actually am most concerned about step back or taking a step back wise is, um, Klaus and, and Giochini played off each other very well when they played up mm-hmm. top, um, especially early in the year. And does Big Sam and Klaus, are they able to recreate that chemistry um, over mm-hmm. a longer stretch of time? Or do their play styles end up, you know, not playing off each other as well or, or frustrating one another? 
and if that happens, I feel like you could potentially see a step back from one or both of them, in which case you've got to see an increase in offense from somewhere else. And again, you've got lots of other young guys who ideally will take a step forward and help cover that presence. And if Leuven is able to actually push forward more like we would like him to as a true number 10, um, I mean, that makes a better makes the whole team better as well. But that's my big concern uh, personally is the way that Giochini played and the way that Klaus played were very uh, complementary of each other. And I would, you know, and the when Klaus and Big Sam did play together, they played fine, but it, there was sometimes. not sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of other times where you could tell that, that, that Klaus got frustrated by the way Sam played. Um, yeah. And are they able to work through that? And if there is frustrations, are they able to, as a as team as a team and mm-hmm. at, at Carnell as the coach, are they able to work through that and to make those adjustments to fix that issue if the, it yeah. becomes one? I do think that, you know, kind of like our next group of guys who can play as second strikers are going to be critical to that. I even though I think they had games where they played together very well, Klaus and Sam, I think generally they don't play well together on the field at the same time because I think they look to make the same runs a little bit. And I don't think they put themselves in positions together to put, you know, allow each other to succeed. So I really think Celio is going to be big here. I think Thor, I'm, I, I, I'm very interested in seeing Thor and Sam play together a lot. I think, there's a lot of uh, synergy between their play styles and the spaces they like to take and run into. Um, I think getting Alm back will be huge. Um, I think I kind of want to see McSorley and Klaus against some real competition because I think the way McSorley chases after the ball um, and, you know, that could just be playing in preseason and trying to earn a a real contract. Um, But I think, I think McSorley can create space and chase things down. And if he can then just get it to Klaus coming in behind, I think that's an opportunity that we, that we would really have. Yeah. Out of that young group um, in the preseason games, McSorley was the one, or should I say McSorley? Um, <laughs> he was the guy, he was the guy who impressed me the most um, out of the, what I saw, uh, you know, not saying, you know, Caden or Kojima didn't play well, but I definitely felt like McSorley was definitely the one who stood out to me as potentially being ready to make the soonest impact early in the season. See, I thought that about uh, Kojima. I mean, I thought he looked really good, you know, on ball and off. Uh, I mean, McSorley, it was weird that first foul he got like right off the hop. You know, he just was so aggressive. It's like, is he going to be our next Stroud? Is he just going to be like the agitator? stirring the pot so i I think marcanic is the next stroud from that because once marcanic came stroud was able to like kind of cool it a little bit because he was getting so close to suspension and marcanic just like took it up for him like like seized his opportunity yeah um i i agree with tyler i think that kojima is the most likely one in fact of those three guys kojima is the one that i most expect to see starting um in one of the first two games um, I don't expect any of them to start against Houston, but I do think Kojima could start against RSL. They better get him signed uh, quick then. He's not signed uh, yet. Right. So I think part of why they were waiting for that is the um, international the roster card. slots with the yeah, green Yeah, the international yeah. roster mm-hmm. slots for him. And then McSorley, I think they were just trying to like decide if he's like done enough to earn it or not. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he has. I think- 
I think the flip side of that is I think we have so many more depth pieces in midfield that I think it's mm-hmm. going to be harder for Kojima to break through than McSorley. Mm-hmm. I think McSorley playing more up top is going to have a better chance to break through as one of the two strikers in a, in a, in any given lineup. Right. So Kojima is... potentially in the midfield. And I can see Kojima being a sub, but I, I think if you're talking starting a game, I think McSorley has a better chance just because of the depth we have in midfield right now. Um, now, what, what, like what position officially is Kojima? Is he defensive mid? I, he's We're just thinking? listed as central mid um, okay. from Wake Forest. I, I don't know if he can play on the wide midfield spots because mm-hmm. that's where I think we have the weakest depth on the team is the wide midfield spots right now. Yeah, especially now with Alm being out. With, yeah, once Alm is back, I'm less concerned about that. But for now, that's kind of what I think. But I think you could, in theory, and we'll talk more about this later, but I think in, in theory for that second game, you could start uh, Kojima next to Durkin, who, and they played together a lot in central midfield um, in preseason. And I think you could start Ostrak on a wing spot well, um, we if wanna, you had to. Do we want to just hop to our uh, prediction for lineups with that talk? Uh, or do we want to wait on that? I mean, I, we can wait because I think some of the other things we've got listed I think will lead into it a little sure. bit better because I think it'll give good context depending on um, how we each think that they're going to prioritize the different competitions. Um, I, I, it'll me- mean less. You mean we'll right. have, we don't have to re-reason our way through it as much. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, for the regular season, what do you guys think, though, is like what is your expectation for their performance this year? What do you consider a success for this season? I'll let, I'll let our, do you want our guest to go first? Do you want me to just go ahead and throw out my, my piece? He seems to be thinking, so you can, I'll go for go it. If and buy him I some think, time. I think, uh, <laughs> success would be top five seed in the West. Um, and getting through that first round of the playoffs, um, as far as right, as far as MLS season goes, mm-hmm. um, you, if we don't have home field advantage, we shouldn't be lower than five. Uh, to me, none of the other teams have made enough big trade changes that we shouldn't be on fighting for one top five spot. And I feel like if we're top five, we and we win the first round series, that's success. I mean, winning the West last year was amazing in our first season, but falling flat in the playoffs hurt. Um, yeah. The flip side of that is I re- if we make a deep run in the Champions Cup, um, I'm really not going to care what happens in MLS playoffs. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I feel like if we even win, like, U.S. Open Cup or Leagues Cup, like, just getting a piece of hardware is a successful season to me. But, you know, I think, you know, those last two, like, Leagues Cup and – us open cup i think both those you know i don't think we're gonna be trying very hard for those this year i think Mm -hmm. their focus is mainly on the the regular season and on this champions cup i think they're basically going to treat the us open cup like next pro and academy training definitely for the first game and uh with leagues cup i mean that's just like a weird break in the middle of the season ain't it i mean yeah you know. I don't think they're going to take Leagues Cup seriously. Yeah. I do think we're going to get out of the group a little bit easier this time mm-hmm. around because uh, we're not playing Club America and Columbus, both of whom had very, very good years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Tyler, to your point, though, about like our standings, just 
for context before we get to like actual predictions. Um, the sixth seed last year was Vancouver. The fifth seed last year was RSL. The fourth seed was Houston. Um, and then the third seed was um, LAFC. Two seed was Seattle. And, and of that group, I think Seattle and LAFC look good or better than la- as good as or better than last year. And the rest of them, I don't think are as good or, or maybe not so much better. I think RSL is about the same. But um, so I think that's probably a good call out that you've got there. Um, Tyler, I think what do you to- think? I, I had us like I think a successful season would probably be like anywhere three to six. I kind of give him more of a range. You know, I do think there's going to be a little bit of regression. You know, everyone talks about regressing back to the mean or something that's more likely. But I mean, I think you know there's probably going to be a little bit of a drop off just because I think one of those stats that everyone always throws out is our you know expected xG was so much lower than the actual goals we got, and that's kind of was an anomaly. But you know. Like I said earlier, I think we're going to replace those goals with, you know, Sam and Thor coming in. Uh, but, yeah, and then like like Tyler alluded to, just winning one round of the playoffs, I'd consider that one step closer. You know, I think Lutz and their whole philosophy is just to get better every season. They're not expecting, you know, to just automatically win. They just want to see the team improve year over year. So I think just winning a round of the playoffs would consider it a successful season. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I know you talked about uh, you feel like LAFC is just as good or better. Um, I think they lost a big leadership piece um, uh, this and during the offseason, unless I missed something and they re-signed him. Um, LAFC lost... Um, Talking Ke- Vela. Chiellini? Uh, Vela. Well, and Chiellini. Yeah. And Chiellini. So, I mean, they lost some, some big leadership pieces, uh, big people who are used to you know helping keep that team calm under pressure and doing those big things um and i think again they still have talent they still have denny boanga who is an absolute freak not Um, a leader though (laughs) not a leader and not really the guy that they're going to look to again so i'm curious to see how that impacts them but on the flip side they are not going to going to have nearly as uh treacherous of a schedule um, so I think that may leave their team a little fresher. So, um, but again, it all de- again come, to me it comes down to there's a, a lot to be said about team chemistry and team leaders. Um, you look at what St. Louis City did just last year, right? Uh, a big reason for our success was we had guys like Leuven, we had guys like especially Berkey, um, who were not just talking the talk but walking the walk and leading these guys every day on the field and you know under pressure. You know, I, I remember, I think last year was it after we played in Seattle, a reporter asked Berkey what it was like to play in a stadium that was so big. Um, and Berkey <laughs> right. kind of politely was like, oh, it was a cool experience. But then when you remember that Berkey's used to playing in, you know, the Bundesliga one and played in Champions League and has played at the Camp Nou and <laughs> the, the, the stage in front is not of, too like big. some of the rowdiest fans in soccer. <laughs> right. I mean. and, yeah. Right. And not he only that, not but he had played in. By... He had played there before. That was the funniest thing about it. Um, 
and like he was like oh I've, I've played here in seattle before when dortmund came um and then he he played in what is it the west fallon stadium or what it was i guess now it's signal iduna park or whatever and if i remember right it's actually a bigger stadium than um than seattle yeah he's, it holds like he, he's, eighty one thousand pl- people he's played at the camp new against barca which is How many like a camp new hold uh it was at one point like a hundred and eight thousand Right. I was going to say, I knew it was like a, a massive stadium. Um, so, I mean, like, people, people just don't get how, how big those stadiums are. Yeah. And I mean, and, I, I've, go ahead. Sorry. I was like, I was like, and that's just part of it, right? Like, it's just such a, they don't. And, but for him, but having players like that, I think is what I'm, right. what I'm getting at, right? Having that leadership where these moments that, that their experience aren't too big for them. And they're able to help the guys calm down and refocus and understand. And you lose guys like Chiellini who've played in World Cups and, and done the things, right? You lose somebody um, that is a guy that helps your team and helps lead your team day, night in and night out. And I, I wonder how that's going to impact LAFC. Right. Um, I, I do think Seattle <laughs> probably did get a little better. I think they're probably the favorite to win the one seed in the West at this point. Um, yeah. But I still think there's to me there's no reason why we shouldn't be at least fighting for a top four seed mm-hmm. yeah i think the floor for this team is the sixth seed yeah. anything below the sixth seed would be a disappointment to me and mm-hmm. like i mean it would be okay it wouldn't be the end of the world if we're seven eight nine um out being out of the playoffs would be the end of the world <laughs> basically yeah. but i think i think the sixth seed is the floor i i think i could see us being three or four i don't see us being top two um I, I I think again LAFC and I think Seattle probably are the, are the favorites for those two spots. Um, I don't and and if they had um, if either of them had Champions Cup this year, I would think that we were a lot closer to fighting for those two spots than they do. But since they just have league play and and you know the other ones, I think they're probably gonna you know have those two spots. Um, I agree with the advance in the playoffs, but, you know, with all these tournaments that we're playing, you know, we're in CONCACAF Champions Cup, we're in U.S. Open Cup, we're in MLS League play, we're in, uh, hopefully in the playoffs, we're in Leagues Cup. Like, which one do you guys think or hope that the team will prioritize the most? Um, I think they're probably prioritizing, I would say, MLS first, then the Champions Cup, then the U.S. Open Cup, then Leagues Cup is how I'd probably put it. I think, I think this first game. Some people are like wondering if we're gonna like rotate, so you know we can have a, our best squad for the MLS game. I think Carnell and them are just gonna go hard for this first game. You got to think this is like the one team we're on equal footing with, besides Columbus mm-hmm. and our group. You know, with the start of the season, they're in the same form we are, and then. Houston's got a lot of their best players out right now. I think Hector Herrera's out. Um, one guy just yep. had a season-ending injury, and Kenyon the other is guy I think is in his home country dealing with some personal stuff. So yeah, Caicedo. And yeah, then, and then they also lost uh, Baird, who I think was their leading yeah, went goal to, last year. Yeah, went to Cincy. Um, but I mean, so they're kind of like a wounded deer right now, you know. And then with that. You know, I think going for this first game is our best choice because then we can do a way heavier rotation on the mm-hmm. next game with them. So if we yeah. can come out and get like a like a 
3-0, like get a good lead, make sure they mm-hmm. don't score on us on the road because the tiebreakers roll is away mm-hmm. goals. So it's important for us to limit them here, but then try and score as much as we can. And I think, you know, that's still with it being a Tuesday and not a Wednesday game, it allows them one more extra day of region so they can pretty well all be good to go again on Saturday, I feel like, most of them yeah. at least. You know, I do think he would switch the lineup you know, in between the games with a few people here and there, but I still think you're going to see Klaus, you're going to see Leuven, you're going to see probably Blom, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to see the regulars play both those games. And then I think if we can get a good enough lead, that's when you kind of rotate more for that yeah. next Houston game, you know, and just hope that mm-hmm. they can limit them, limit them on the road. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I- I was like, I have I have a similar lineup, but I think I would flip the top two. I know you said MLS, then Champions Cup. I think mm-hmm. um, at least the way that we should prioritize it is Champions Cup first, then League Play, uh, then U.S. Open Cup, and then League's Cup last because nobody cares about League's Cup. Nope. Um, the no. reason that uh, – but the Champions Cup is is the biggest, de- biggest deal in, in mm-hmm. our – Right, it's the biggest international tournament, and it's the only way for us to potentially earn a slot into the the world World Cup uh, club tournament, club world cup, club cup, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which again is huge. I mean, if we ever if we got a chance to play in that, I mean, unreal, right? Mm-hmm. But, Can you imagine mm-hmm. playing a game that matters against like like Real Madrid or, or you know Chelsea or Man City or one of those other teams that have earned a spot already to it? Yeah. We'd fucking I mean, draw Seattle though. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so but again, it's it's one of those things though, right? Like it's it's huge, it's important, and it grows our brand so much more than any of these other things do. Um, I, I know for the US fan base, the regular season and the playoffs are a big deal. Um, and so I think that's important, but to grow our global brand and to really help city um and not just that but help make our players stand out on the biggest stage which gives them more value which when we do sell which again as much as we don't like talking about it st louis city is going to sell a lot of their players as they get better because that's how the mls is currently functioning and maybe in you know 10 15 years we are become more bigger mls becomes big enough that they're more buyers but for the time being, it's a lot of selling, and we have to be ready for that. But performing on the biggest stage at the international level, winning something like a Champions Cup would put us put a lot of our players on the map and put our team on the map for sure. Uh, but I think that needs to be our, our focus. And I agree playing on the Tuesday is great for being able to rotate or do a less rotated squad. I still think Blom probably starts one game subs one game because we have Durkin now. Um, but, mm-hmm. but with that, I mean, again, like you said, if we have a big lead, you don't have to rotate as much, but if you feel like you have to get that next win, obviously you're not going to want to start a lot of the guys on Saturday. If you feel like you need them on Tuesday, because it's a shorter turnaround Tuesday to Saturday or yeah, Saturday right. to Tuesday. Right. And I mean, obviously I, the, sorry, John, go ahead. Uh, I mean, like the RSL game is all dependent on the outcome of the Houston game. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. if we win big, they're going to go hard for RSL. If it's a tight game, like Tyler said, they're going to probably rotate a little bit more on the RSL. So guys are ready for that Tuesday game. I mean, totally agree. 
Yeah. And I think I, I agree that I think they're going to go hard for the first Houston game. And one of the things that that short Tyler said that I really appreciated <clears throat> was talking about wanting to become a global brand. That's a thing that Lutz has talked about. That's a thing that Diego Gigliani or the president of the team has talked a lot about. And, you know, how do you do that? Well, you perform on the biggest stages regularly and you perform well. So, yeah, we're playing Houston, which is not a sexy opponent for International Champions League play. Okay, well, let's say we beat Houston. Okay, and then we play Columbus. And again, Columbus is not really a sexy opponent because they're in the league. Let's say we beat them. Well, people elsewhere who are looking at the bracket and monitoring how it's unfolding, you know, like, okay, they're going to say, oh, St. Louis beat beat Houston. Well, okay, that's you know one MLS team beating another MLS team. Okay, they must be a little bit better maybe than than Houston. And then we play Columbus, and if we beat them, then they can say, wow, St. Louis just beat you know the defending champions of their league to advance. And and then we're talking quarterfinals. Now, I do think as far as Champions League play goes, quarterfinals might be the ceiling of this team depending on how other parts of the bracket go. Um, in the quarterfinals, uh, we are most likely, whoever survives our little corner, is most likely going to be playing Tigres, um, which is going to be a tall order to beat. Um, never know. Orlando could pull it off, I guess, and then we could be playing Orlando. Um, it is possible. Another MLS team. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, it's, it is possible so, uh, that we could make it to the finals and not play a team that is not MLS. <laughs> And, and in the finals, we could play an MLS team because there are two teams on the other side of the bracket. It's unlikely, but in theory, yeah. we could play this entire tournament and only play MLS teams. Um, so I think that's a good segue, though, into talking about the lineups that we expect to see. Okay, um, let's go. So let's go, let's go Houston first. Okay. Let's go Houston first. And, and I'll let you guys go. I do have mine written out on my phone. Um, so I'll look at it. Um, so what do you guys think? Short Tyler, you're first. Uh, for, that just made for, my whole day. For Real, or for, for uh, Houston, yeah, right? for Houston. I think uh, assuming they for sure believe Dewar uh, is game fit, I think you see Totland and Dewar back there. Um, I think you're going to see Nielsen and Parker in the middle if they think Nielsen is game fit. If Nielsen is not, I think you see Yarrow starting. Yeah, no way he is. I yeah, think, Nielsen, uh, Nielsen I'm, didn't I'm, play yesterday, so there's no way he plays next week. I, I don't even think he plays RSL. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not sure when he'll show up. Maybe but so. Again, if he were game fit, that's where I would see him. But I think it's going to be Parker and Yarrow in the middle. Um, I think... <clears throat> This is where I have the hardest decision right now um, because based off what I've seen in preseason play, um, I think Durkin, uh, it played better than Blum um, in the preseason. But I don't know if everything that Blum has done last year and the chemistry he already has with these guys plays out at least early in the season as a the starter. So I have a hard time between whether it's Durkin or Blum uh, starting as center defensive mid. <laughs> Uh, I think obviously you have Leuven uh, as kind of your offensive center mid, uh, but I think you roll. I think they could potentially do, and John loves this idea, but doing a, a double pivot with a four two two two, where they could do 
and he may not like this as much, but I could see them doing Durkin and Blom both in the back um, with AZ and Leuven in front um, and then Klaus and Big Sam up top. Hmm. I, I don't hate that for that Tuesday game. I don't think it's something we'd be able to do like regularly. Um, but I, I think starting intrigued. the season based on game fit and where people are, right. I think that's somewhere that I could see them because we have the subs to adjust that midfield and offensive shape if we need to. Right. And I think it depends on how much you, you want in the, in that first group is, is what I think will depend upon that. Um, Tyler, what about you? What do you have as your lineup for Houston? Let me look here. Let's see. Okay, so Berge, also I didn't write mine uh, down, so this was all memory. So I apologize. Uh, no, impressive. I, I, was I made a it. beautiful table. You know. Oh. Did, yeah, it's it's beautiful. I, I'm even going to give you guys subs. So here we go. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Get wow. really. He's way more prepared than we are. We have to step our game up next time <laughs> we have him. I'm on. never prepared. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I got Berkey in the back. That's. Naturally. Wait, wait, you're not starting Lunt in the, in the Houston I, I, game? I think I'd start Oliveras over Lunt at this point. I'm not – I don't want to go down the oh, road. That's a hot take. We have to come yeah. back to that. Yeah. Hold up. No, uh, we're coming back to that one. Uh, I oh, got, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I think after the uh, Louisville game, Dewar is going to be fine. I think he will – he did his 60 minutes is what they're reporting, and I think he'll at least uh, start the game. I don't – I could see him not finishing the game. But uh, we'll get to that. Uh, then I have Parker Yarrow. Agreed with Tyler on that. I went ahead and went with Totlin. Did you say Totlin? Or... I said Totlin, but... Totlin, Totlin. We'll figure not sure it out. I don't... Right. It's close yeah. enough. I, I don't even know I'm if Dior's sure. right. I just heard that, but... It's pretty close, too, yeah. from what I've heard. Um, then I have uh, Leuven and Blum. I went with a uh, 4-2-3-1 instead. I think he's going to be pretty basic on this first game, so... Leuven and Blum. I went with uh, Ostrock on the left, AZ in the middle, Indy on the right, and Klaus up front. Pretty obvious there. Um, for subs, I had – basically, I, w- I, I would think, depending on how the game's going, he would probably sub out the guys he would want to be able to start again on the RSL game. So I think you see Klaus come out for Sam. Uh, Leuven drops for Durkin. And then you get to see how Durkin and Blum play together. Um Ostrock for Celio and then Mark Hanichin for Dura just because he probably can't go a full game. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think Dura finishes the game. But I think he probably makes subs based on who he's going to want to start again in that RSL game if it's going good. If it's going sour and we need them, you know, maybe maybe you keep Leuven in there, keep Durkin on the bench. But I think it'll be a pretty standard lineup, honestly. But who knows? This guy changes everything. Every yeah. Day. And I think I think it's a good call out there with Celio because especially if we if it's if we're struggling offensively, I for my lineup, the first two people I see coming in off the bench are Indy and Celio because they are so good on the ball. Um, and I feel like they can they can change the game very quickly offensively. Hmm. So you're gonna love my lineup for Ooh. this first game short Tyler um so did Dewar play 60 minutes or did you did play Celio in all 10, 10 spots besides Berkey's I did I mean, yeah I, it's just a team of Celio's I don't think it's known for sure I think that's okay. just like I think it was Got mainly it. like the people who started went 60 and then gotcha. like I think they just tried to get you know right okay I was gonna say I had heard that Leuven played 75 and I thought I had heard that 
Dewar had only played 45, which I think is enough to start if you're going to sub at the 60th minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyway, this is my my lineup though. I've got so I've got Berkey, Totland. Um, I do have Yarrow in because Nielsen did not play yesterday. He was supposedly on the same fitness program that Lubin was on, but that's still you know that's two weeks without doing much touching like you know with the ball so like you know like just like form stuff rather than like true fitness um so i've got yara and parker there <clears throat> i really struggled with left back um because Markanic was not the first choice left back and he was not the second choice left back watts kind of looked like he had supplanted him in that spot um i think I could see Watts or Dewar starting that first game. Um, I'm leaning towards Watts right now because I know BC does not like to sub his back line if he can avoid it. Um, so I think he's probably going to start Watts and try to keep building Dewar up and then maybe see how he does at RSL. Um, and I am very intrigued about Watts at left back. I, I'm, you know, I, I really like Akil as a person, and so I hope he does well. Um, midfield, I've got Blom and Leuven. Now, I have set mine up as a 4-2-3-1 because I want to keep basically with our two main strikers being Klaus and um, and Sam. I don't – I want a good, I want a good experienced striker on the field at all time, and I don't know if either of them can go 90 at this moment. So I'm starting one and subbing out uh, at the 60th minute in my mind. But then I'm going Indy, AZ – Celio, Tyler, with Klaus up top. Um, I could see Thor being the guy there instead of Celio um, because I think Celio is a great super sub, and I think um, bringing Celio on against tired legs, I think he's kind of put himself in a spot where like he's so good against people who are already tired um, that he kind of gets shoehorned into that. But I like Celio, and I kind of want to see him play more. So that's my first first eleven. Quick aside. Neither one of you guys had Ostrock in your starting, right? Correct. Uh, that is correct. With okay. with Leuven back, so, I don't I don't see a spot for Ostrock starting. So so where do you think he do you think he what do you think we do with him this year, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Like, do you see him more as a rotation guy again? Because I had him down as someone that needs to step up for us. I think I, he needs to take that Stroud spot and take that left mid position by the fucking balls. And you know, and just no bleep podcast away. Yeah, Love we're it. just Let's gonna go. have Celio the entire season be, you know, our super sub. I agree with that totally. And then I think they're gonna use Thorson more in that striker role this year. I mean, he's listed as a forward in our city two app. I think they want him yeah. to be a forward and shoot more. So I think you're gonna see him kind of be that third guy and that's you know and like a dual striker sort of thing i could see him mm-hmm. coming on more often and but i hope ostrock steps, steps up this year because i was kind of disappointed with him last year you know i think everyone was we all kind of expected him to come in and you know Dominate. be better than yeah be better than yeah. i think and i think he has gotten better i think he's looked a lot better this preseason i think the coaches have spoke about him in better terms and i just think he needs to you know take hold of that position Finally, I don't I don't see him starting against Houston because of last year. I see mm-hmm. him starting at RSL and I see him having being somebody who maybe has to uh, earn his way into that type of a starting role. I, I think if he plays to his potential, he's going to win that spot. 
but mm -hmm. I don't know if he's necessarily is able to have taken that spot from some of these other guys just with these pre this preseason stretch. Yeah. yeah. True. Where, and that's why I have it. So he, where do you think he starts? I, like what position? Who, if me? he starts, oh, either of you. if if he makes it into the lineup, I see him more probably on one of the outside wings, unless we sell AZ at some point uh, in that mm -hmm. mid-season window. Um, if we sell AZ, that's what's going to open up a potential middle spot. So my prediction for him is actually that if we sell AZ, is that he earns his way kind of forcing his way into the starting lineup and makes AZ sellable, and that's why we would sell AZ. Okay, okay. I agree. Tyler, like I see you? him as if he doesn't take that, that left side spot, um, then I think he's definitely just the backup to AZ until we find a seller. So I will say just as a counterpoint to you guys. So when I was watching him in preseason last year, I felt like he played a lot as like that AZ spot, that forward attacking the central attacking midfield, as opposed to a, a wide midfield this year in preseason, a lot of the times when I've seen him, he was actually playing in Leuven's spot next to Blom. <clears throat> now I don't think, so I, I am very interested in that because I thought he looked really good there. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, for the second game, I do have him starting. I don't have him starting there because I don't know. Well, my original lineup, I have him starting. I, I agree. I think it really depends on how big we go up. If we go up big and how big it is against Houston in the first game. Um, let's presume it's a close game. Do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? And and well, first off, I want to, again, we talked about subs. You guys brought up Thoris, and I think that's a good point. The reason that I think I don't mind starting Big Sam and Klaus up top uh, in my lineup is because we have Thorson. So Thorson can come on for whichever one of them looks tired, presumably Klaus, Klaus early. Um, and he can kind of take over uh, up top alongside one of them. Uh, and again, you guys say, oh, I want a good, experienced striker. Thorson is a good and experienced striker, and he brings up brings that presence more than I think people probably realize. Um, and so if we sub him in, we're not really taking a step back uh, up top up there. As long as, and again, if Big Sam's feeling it, then cool, Big Sam stays in and Klaus comes off and we save Klaus, and whoever gets subbed off first will be the starter alongside Thorson in my lineup for, for Saturday. Yeah. I see Thorson coming on in the left mid spot in that first game against Houston. Now he could move up top, right? He could move up top next to Sam. See, that's um, where I see Celio coming into the left mid, but you have him in your yeah, starting lineup. I have him in my starting lineup. Yeah. So the nice thing about this, so like last year we had like 28 different lineups in 34 games in league play. And like, like we have such good depth at so much, so many positions. Like there's so many ways he can take this and like, I'm comfortable. I'm like, yeah, okay. I, that, I'm fine with that, you know. I mean, most of these these positions are not written in pen. It's very form based. It's very fitness based, week to week. So yeah, no, I agree. So why don't we get into so we'll get into Saturday and just your general thoughts on what it'll be. Say it's you know what uh, we have a one goal lead, maybe a two goal lead, um, nothing crazy. What do you think we would do? In that case, we'll kind of go with that for our, our lineups for Saturday against RSL. Um, I would say if it's a little closer, I think that they 
maybe go a little lighter and rotate more on the RSL game because I'm agreeing with you guys. I think they're going to try really hard for this uh, Champions Cup. So I think they would want to see that their best lineup again for that game. So I would rotate a little. Um, Berkey's still in the back because he's a demon and wants to play every game. Uh, since Dura went out early in my original game, I'd have him starting again. Hebert Nielsen, I probably would change this now, knowing more about the Nielsen situation, to where it would probably just be like Hebert and Parker again, or Yarrow, whoever has the better fitness. Um, and then I went ahead and threw Norwinsky in just to give him some time. Uh, and then also that frees up Totland to potentially sub for Indy because I know there's some potential for him to play that right mid position. Mm. He likes to play a lot more advanced. Um, and I mm. think they may be comfortable with him, you know, giving Indy a breather. And so that just kind of frees him up to potentially. Because other than Indy, I mean, I know Celio's played a little on the right. You know, I don't think that's his favorite side. I don't think there's any chance we see Thorson on that side. I would I would like to point out that Celio played just fine against Kansas City on the right. I just, I, yeah, Drilled that Galazzo. Yeah, some may <laughs> say that was luck, from, but per, from perpendicular <laughs> hey, shot. Here's here's the thing: you put the ball you, into dangerous areas and you make true. things happen. Yeah, very true. You um, know what? Everyone's going to eat their words when he does it again this year. Hey, I could see him doing it at some point. I mean, that's not really a hot take. I I mean, he's he's got a shot. A hot take. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But then I had uh I had Blum setting out this game because I have him going the full length of this first game, and I don't think Blum uh, could probably go. And we'd probably like to just see him for the next Tuesday game against Houston anyway. So I have Durkin and Leuven again. Leuven demon wants to play every game. And then I had uh, Thorson, AZ, and Indy. So really the only switch was Ostrock out because I have him um, playing most of that first game. And then Klaus again. And I think we kind of see a lot of the same subs. I think you see Sam come in for Klaus at some point. I could see uh, Watts uh, taking over for you know either Nerwitzki or Durkin at some point. And then I already mentioned the Totland experiment, maybe throwing him at that right middle. And then I think that's where you see Ostrock coming in for AZ. You give him a rest partially in that uh, first game and then have him sub for AZ in the second one. And then that pretty well also frees up most of your guys to be ready again for that Tuesday game. You're getting Klaus with a break again. Um, You know, the only one who would really maybe be tough to see again would be Leuven because I have him down, I think, playing almost every minute because that's just how he rolls. So. Yeah, I yeah. think I have a heavier, ro- heavy, more heavily rotated squad for the RSL game. Um, I think obviously Berkey's in goal, uh, but I think you potentially see e- uh, either Markanic or Watts on the left uh, to start this game. Um, I think you have Hebert at left center. I think you have Parker right. They're still going to put some of these big names out there because it is the home opener on a Saturday night. Um, and I think that's where you're going to see Parker and things. Plus, you know, you don't. Parker is an easy sub for Yarrow on the right if Hebert's able to play 90, right? Um, you can bring Yarrow and Yarrow can still play with Hebert just fine. I think uh, then over on the right side, you do have Nerwinski. I agree with that. I think the the midfield is where you potentially see it. I think it's more of a 4 4 2 with a diamond in the middle in this game. Um, I think you play Durkin 
uh, in front uh, as your center defensive mid. You're going to play Leuven, I think, uh, up top, um, where you could sub Leuven out for AZ um, at like the 60th minute and try to save some leg for him for the Tuesday game coming up since it is so early in the season. Uh, I think you have Celio on the left, uh, and I think you have Ostrak on the right with uh, whichever was subbed out in the first game, uh, either Klaus or Sam, up top alongside Thorison. So <clears throat> I do think Berkey and Leuven are going to be playing and not necessarily less minutes, maybe less minutes. I don't think they're going to start as many games. Well, so that would make Berkey play less minutes for sure. Um, I think one of the things that we learned last year is for them is just how long the season is, how hard the travel is on you. And I think, I do think an area that coach, are you saying that the United States is bigger than Germany? Uh, last time I checked, but I haven't looked at a map in a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is, but they are, they're so close in size, but it's just like a little bit larger. Um, (laughs) And I think an area that I think BC let Berkey and Leuven like insist on playing a little too much. Um, and I think like minutes management for those two is going to be a lot bigger. I think by the end of the year, they were just so exhausted. Um, I do think Berkey is going to start this game. Um, I do think that anyone who starts on Tuesday or on Saturday does not start the following Tuesday. So if we are up, three or more goals because um, the Houston because uh, Champions Cup is, so now is an on now aggregate. Change, now you're changing the parameters of what we no, said no, our no, lineup no, no. was. No, I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> I only see those bigger guys starting if we're up big because otherwise you want them for Tuesday. So if we're only yeah. up one goal, like you said, I don't see any of those guys starting except for Berkey. I think Berkey can start on Saturday and on Tuesday and be fine. Um, but like none of those other guys I think can go 60 – to 90 minutes on Saturday and play on, on Tuesday. I just, I don't see that. Um, so I do have a much more rotated squad probably than both of you in this situation. Um, back line, I have Nerwinski, uh, Hebert Nielsen. Um, and then if Dewar does oh, start going with Nielsen. Well, I mean, I don't think he's going to start against Houston. I think you have to start building up his minutes somewhere. So I think he's probably going to start RSL because you're not, you don't want to wait until the, the second Houston game to start him. I don't think maybe you do, but I, I, I just feel like he's probably going to go ahead and just play there. Um, so I think it's Norwinsky, Nielsen, Hebert. And then if Dewar starts the first Houston game, I think he probably does not start RSL. Um, but if he does not start Houston, I think he might start RSL, depending on how close it is. I could make the case either way. Um, for now, I'm going to say uh, Watts, though, in that spot. Um, midfield is where I start getting a little hard. Like, it starts getting a little bit harder for me. Um, I think Durkin is is a lock to start. I think I think Durkin and Nerwinski are locks for the RSL game, like, 100%, no doubt in my mind, they're starting that game. But who to play next to Durkin is a real what-if to me. In the LAFC preseason, no, in the Red Bulls preseason game, we actually started Marcanic in midfield, which might have been just to like build up fitness. I was not particularly impressed with him there. Um, 
but I don't know who else to start in my wide midfield spots. So I have Mark Kanick there. So that way I can start Kojima and Ostrak on my wide midfield spots. And I have no idea if Kojima can play the wide midfield. I'm just kind of like, I don't have anyone else that I can put there in my lineup. Um, and then I have Thor and a dinner in up top. It could also be a four, two, three, one, depending on if they want to put Thor like kind of in that central attacking midfield and just kind of let him go wherever the hell he wants, which I think is a, a thing that he would excel in. Um, but again, my wide midfield, I have a lot of, a lot of issues for that um, right now. We could also short-term loan, um, in theory, Johnny Klein up from City 2 to play one of these games at wide midfield. Um, but I don't think they would do that right off the bat. Yeah. No. they got to save those. Save them. Yeah. They're going to save them for an injury both. or something else. Right. I think he will get – that will happen this year. Right. Um, but they're not going to do it this early. I think it's interesting that the wide midfield was kind of your your pain point, um, which yeah. I think is why I leaned towards the four two 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 in the first game is because the way our depth plays, I feel like that fits us better um, and yeah. gives our, our especially you look at especially Totland plays um, along and potentially Dewar, um, but Totland loves to move forward and that gives him a lane to push up. Sure. Um, and has you a, gives you a better cushion behind him uh, with the midfielders. <clears throat> Another thought I had was because of, and I agree that the outside midfield could be a little bit of an issue. Uh, would be playing a uh, a five, more or less a, a five three two, um, where you could potentially roll with uh, three center backs and then allow your 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 wingbacks to push forward um, either uh, Totland or either uh, Durkin or Blom sitting back. Um, you know, again, if Blom starts against Houston, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in RSL, if you ran a, you know, run a three center back look, um, Nielsen could potentially play uh, center alongside, you know, whether it be Yarrow or Parker um, and then Hebert on the left. Um, would give you some some options there, um, and then you could sub Parker and Yarrow. They could flip, you know, 45, 60 minutes, 45. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that way they still stay fresh for the second Houston game. Right. Um, and in this case, you'd play Markanic on the left and Nerwinski, who loves to get forward and put crosses into the middle on the right. Um, and if he's not comfortable doing it, then put Watts there, and you know he's comfortable doing like running right. down the sideline too. Um, and then from there, really, it's it's filling in your center midfield where we have a lot of guys who can infill it in those roles. Now, here's a, a thought for you with that. If they do that, the first thought I had, and I'd had this thought before when we didn't know what was happening with Nielsen, but if they go three center backs just to ease some of that midfield depth, take out one of the midfielders, make him a center back essentially. Um, what if, because he spent all of preseason with the first team, and also, I mean, McSorley spent all of preseason with the first team too. So there's possible that he could start that RSL game as well. That is not a thing that I have excluded, but I don't know if he's quite there yet. But what if Vinsel, they use a short-term loan on Vinsel because he can make two appearances for City 2, or for City, as on a City 2 contract. And I mean, with this fixture congestion, like 
you know, you kind of have to imagine at some point he might need to, because again, anyone who starts that, that Saturday game, even 45, I mean, you're only off Sunday and Monday and playing again on Tuesday. Like that's rough. That's really rough. And there's a, tra- and there's travel. Now, granted, and there's Houston's travel a short, involved. Houston's a short travel, but. But still. I don't think we see him this early on because I think the schedule could even get even more congested, you know, especially if we stay in this and we go a few rounds, you know, and then we have U.S. Open Cup. It just doesn't stop. So I think they want to keep those in their back pocket, you know. I I also have to think, you know, again, I know we're talking, oh, yeah, you know, these guys, you know, we're trying to build up fitness, et cetera. But also these guys are mostly fresh, right? Like we're coming into yeah. this ready to we should be coming into this ready to roll we should be feeling good we should not be worried about oh these guys might be a little sore so if these first couple game if from saturday to tuesday they somebody plays 45 on saturday right a 45 from saturday by tuesday they should we they have the they have the fitness they should be able to be ready to go yeah yeah they can build up yeah it's not like like this is august or september right mm -hmm. like like you said this is is you and i just played 40 indoor soccer which is nothing like this um but i bet you and i could play another 40 today i i mean probably but not i mean i don't play very well on wednesday anyway so one of the one of the girls i work with asked me if i played last night and i was like oh no 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 we only play on wednesdays we're we're too old for this shit honestly like there's no way no hey man i feel like i feel like i'm finally coming back into my own speak for yourself i mean you did 20 pounds drop 20 pounds and i feel like i'm running off the running across the field again (laughs) you had some good runs you had some good runs in there i had some good crosses too you had a great cross beautiful cross but if only your left winger could fucking put a shot on goal just tap it in just tap just it in. Tap it in. If I had tried to tap that goal in, the the that girl was gonna just tap it out. Like it was gonna go right by her foot. <laughs> but either way, I, I skied it a little bit. Not too bad. Not too bad. Only a couple feet above the goal instead of like seven or eight. It hit this the time. netting. Did I hit the netting? You hit the netting. Oh. It was a goal kick. And then I was like, shit, I gotta get back trick. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the netting is not that high above the the goal right there. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Anyway, irrelevant. What I'm saying is, is if my old fat ass can run around for 40 straight minutes and feel like I could have done it again tonight, I guarantee if they run around for 45, they will, well, these guys are in much better shape and are you know playing and barring an injury should be good to play start again a, a few and, days, and outdoor, two days rest outdoors also there's a lot more time to catch your breath on outdoor than there is in indoor right mm-hmm. like they do cover a lot of ground but there's also like a lot of like semi jogging a lot of there's a lot of walking if you watch guys like when the ball is moving forward in possession the back line is not sprinting stop calling Messi out no right say what you want Messi has the success that he has because he walks so much and I like it's the it's the most mind-numbingly thing to me that these like center backs and it, it isn't just here it was happening in Europe too like they just forget that he's there he just like walks kind of like slowly into the gap between them and then someone sees him and he like points and just run and like runs on the kick and then he's just free on goal and I'm like how did you 
how are you not paying attention to like the only guy you have to pay attention to? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on? He's short. Uh, he is which short. Which is why that's probably why you were wide open on that cross. Yeah, but He's I'm not the short on average. Indoor height. soccer league. He yeah. no no the Messi of the indoor soccer league is on the other team. There's a, there's a guy on their on that team we played who I've seen make some outrageous shots um, in previous ones. But uh, yeah, they also had subs, so I don't want to talk about. It. We we're playing I mean, they man had, down they had, and they we had, had a sub for each. That's they didn't have like a lot of subs. They were taking it easy on us by the end, like because we were playing a man end. down with no subs. <laughs> but <clears throat> okay. Before we get into like the 10 second questions for, for Tyler, do either of you have any hot takes you want to say for this season? Any predictions? Uh, I got two. Um, one of them okay. I kind of already talked about. I think Parker does take a step back this year and by the end of the season is not one of our everyday center backs. I think. Who do you think supplants him? Uh, probably Yarrow. I've really liked what I've seen from him. I like his speed and I just think he, uh, I think he's going to improve a lot this season. And yeah. I think Parker just kind of takes a step, not like a dramatic drop off. I just think Yarrow, probably more of a Yarrow take than anything. I just think he shows that he deserves to be a first team starter. Yeah. You know, I the hope same, that like Nielsen can the same still age. hold on to that freaking. Uh, I could see Yarrow replacing Nielsen. I yeah, don't I, see him replacing Parker, but I hope he it depends on Nielsen's knee. Yeah. So, uh, and then my other one was. Uh, I think Derek can play so well that Carnell just has to find a spot for him somewhere by the end of the season in the starting lineup. I don't think he would obviously take Leuven or Blum out of the lineup, so I don't think he necessarily claims one of those center mids. I could see him taking over the that front center mid if AZ goes, or you know, depending on where Alms out with his health, he could take that right side on a daily basis. But I just think I have him in my like poised for a good year like i just have him uh really showing out this season for us because i mean if you look i mean he wasn't a bad player for washington it's not like they got rid of him because he sucked he played i think top five most amount of minutes for him so they played the crap out of him and i mean if you look at what carnell was able to do a shroud of freaking bench warmer for you know austin no shots at shroud sorry i love shroud but uh he rode the bench in austin you know, yeah, and Cornell like brings him in minutes. and he gets us, nets us 10 <clears throat> goals and assists. I mean, you know, I think what is he going to be able to do with Durkin, you know, and I think he already has, you know, so much quality to him from the time he spent in Europe. You know, I think they kind of expect a lot out of him. So I think he uh, basically forces Cornell to find some spot for him in the lineup this year. Durkin's career is wild, right? Pro at 16, gets real minutes, goes to Belgium, plays with Joao motherfucking Klaus in Belgium, leaves, comes back to D.C. Um, and, like, like he's the same age as Watts and Indy and, and Josh Sargent, technically. So if you really want to compare how good these guys are, like the five of them or four of them, however that is, were on the same U17 World Cup team, right? I think Watts was on that too, wasn't he? Yeah, we got Watts and Indy and, and Durkin and, and Sargent. Um, and it's just like like crazy all the things Durkin has done because like, like he obviously looks 22. Like when you look at a picture of him, he look, or 24 or whatever he is, 23. Um, but 
like you look at his like on transfer market like <laughs> his career you're like how is this guy still in his early 20s like his he should have like he's continuing to grow still for another three or four years uh, it's just nuts i yeah i have some some thoughts on hot takes um and john i'm not ready to start betting more beers on these hot takes so don't even try it Okay, because uh, I know what you're going to be thinking as soon as I start talking. I'm thinking free brewligans. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> my first hot take is that uh, Alm gets healthy, um, and because of Alm and Celio's play, uh, St. Louis City sells not just AZ, but they sell Big Sam as well, and mm. Alm ends up playing up top alongside Klaus. Okay. I, I okay. have that as a possibility too. I think Sam is poised for a big season. I could see him getting the attention of Europe and then shipping him out in the summer with AZ as well. I, I definitely okay. agree with that. So um, I hope he does I at think, least. Sam's Sam's my favorite player, so love that guy. Um, but I think again, and I think I think the play of Alm and a- and Celio make it doable. Um, and I think those two step up, and with that. Um, not so much a hot take as much as, you know, my thing, but I think uh, as much as we love seeing Celio out on the wings and, and what he's done out wide, um, I think at some point he gets a chance in the central midfield and the way that he plays on the ball um, put positions himself to move into a central mid position as a starter when AZ gets sold. I really want to see him start in that AZ spot as a central attacking midfielder or at the point of the diamond or like just in that, in the top of the triangle, if we do a four, two, three, one, like I love that spot because that's where the ball will mostly be funneled through at least partially. Um, and then he kind of has the latitude to go either direction with it. Um, whereas he, you know, when he starts over on the left, you know, he's got the sideline behind him. Like he really doesn't have as much, much space to do what he does best. And I really want to get the ball at his feet and let him just run at the back line. That's what I want more than pretty much anything for him. So, but there, that, there's my there's my hot two hot takes. They're kind of intertwined. But um, John, you home gets healthy. Big Sam and AZ are leaving. Celio's moving to central midfield. Um, hot takes from me. <clears throat> um, I do think that AZ goes in the summer window. And at that point, I think you see Blom, Durkin, and Leuven as your midfield trio that start most of your games in a 4-2-3-1 formation, um, or that all three are present in the diamond, maybe. Um, who's your and, who's your subs in that case, then? Watts. Watts, okay. Yeah, Watts is my, is my sub. Um, in that situation, at least for the, for Dirk and Blom and then mm-hmm. Leuven, anyone who can play in yeah. an attacking role would be a, a potential there. I think the original plan for Leuven was to put him in that spot and then injuries and whatever else kind of forced him farther back. And we, we felt like at the time we were better, but I think one of the things that Durkin does very well is I feel watching him is that he connects the back line to the like forward midfield line. Um, maybe not as well as Leuven does, but well enough. I, I think he certainly does it better than Blom. And so I think um, that could be a very intriguing thing, especially if AZ leaves. 
my other hot take is I'm going to come up with one right now. And it is that <laughs> Thor you had the whole time Oop. we were making our hot takes to come up with one. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to choose one that's not yours. So that way it's better content. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it's I think funny. that John thinks Thor, he makes good content. I don't. That's why I'm trying to make better content. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I think Thor is probably. Here's a hot take. I don't necessarily believe it, but it's a hot take that I'm going to say. I think Thor could be second leading, second highest goal scorer on the team. Sam's got that in the bag. Sam might even lead. No, it depends on if he gets sold and when he gets sold. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because if he gets sold, I mean, he could he could have seven goals and get sold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. At the beginning of the window, in which case Thor sends like, hey, my nine goals are second on the team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> At the end of the season. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, let's get to some fun stuff. Let's get to 10-second questions, and then we can wrap it up. Because I, I, we have gone gone on for a while. It's, it's cute um, that John says he wants to wrap it up. I know that you're about to have a second kid. Don't act like you do that. Well, you know, not for nine <laughs> months at least. Um, what? Okay, so short Tyler, I know you can see this list. We have not shown regular mm-hmm. Tyler this list. Oh, gosh. Um, I like you call you... it regular Tyler instead of just like j- half giant. Yeah, Tyler. what happened to Tyler? Just Tyler. I'm Just Tyler. Yeah. Just yeah. Tyler. Hey, um, you know, regular Tyler, average Tyler, you know, just the guy over there. You could say my friend Tyler, because then he'd at least feel like you liked him. Uh, he's got a point. My friend Tyler. My oh. friend Tyler, and then that guy, short Tyler, that's on this with me once a week. Yeah, go fuck yourself, John. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to do odds and I can do evens? Or what do you want to do? That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Well, I'll, do, I'll take the odds. So. Uh, first question for you and as any of our listeners who have listened at all at any point on any episode are already aware they know the answer for me on this and actually I kind of want to know John's as well after we get yours but uh, Tyler who is your favorite player on the team you actually already said this but I kind of want to hear your reasons behind it yeah it's Big Sam I just think uh, I just love the way he plays like the intensity like you saw it last year in the Kansas City playoff game where he like threw that dude to the ground and just stared at him i think he can take over some of that uh like you know what stroud had last year you know getting in people's faces like getting the team psyched up uh and i just think you know like whenever you look at good football players there's there's like a body type and sam has that body type of just like massive dude who just kind of looks out of place for mls because he should probably go over to europe you know, like he just has that body. He type. looks too so, athletic for MLS yeah, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes. He is what? Six foot four and yeah. can run like a gazelle. And I just think, I think he's poised for a big year. I mean, you look at his stats last year and the limited amount of playing time he was outperforming Nico. I mean, and I just expect more from him this year. You look what the loan did for him. He came back and just what got a brace in his first appearance, didn't he? Yes, against uh, think, San Jose. Yeah, yeah that and was I mean, uh, that was a really interesting game. If you yeah. want to break it down, but but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, Big Sam. Sorry. That, oh, it's ten second questions. My bad. 
it's fine. We're going to get, cut you some leeway. Yeah. Um, to answer that question, uh, short Tyler, um, it is, it is, it is Leuven. There are other players that I like a lot too. Um, look, I'm sorry that you're not as tall as you want to be. Get over it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, it's Leuven, and it's not because of his ability on the ball. It's not because he's it's because you want his tree trunk legs. I mean, men would kill for those legs. Let's let's be clear. And, Dude, and it's not he the has fact that thighs he's, that all the guys are jealous of. That's true. And also, like, him and Parker and Hebert, like, those guys do not skip bench day. Like, let's be clear about that. Those guys are, are muscular for, for soccer players. Um, right, he, he looks – he's built like a middle linebacker. Exactly. Yeah, he really, really is built like a middle linebacker. It, like, I, I'm convinced that all three of those guys – well, maybe not Hebert, but I'm convinced that Parker and, and Leuven could play in the NFL as middle linebackers. Um, but it's not, it's not because of his ability on the ball. It's not because of the – his play so much it's it's kind of the behavioral off the field type things or or, you know not related to his play like the leadership abilities you know yeah well not really even leadership abilities so like if you go to a game and you watch you never see this on tv because the 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 camera is always following the ball but like guys go down like a lot and i can't tell you how many times i saw last year at a game where like there's a guy go- that goes down on the other team and it's in you know their defensive half and or their our defensive half I should say, and we're you know running up with the ball or they're countering back on us and Leuven is not tracking back or he's not going with it he's staying with this guy who fell and he's checking on him and just like asking him like hey are are you okay, and I think that's incredibly classy. Um, not a lot of guys do that. I I like the fact that he doesn't go down easy and, and i mean he is a big guy and that helps but you know if he like he he stays upright and tries to play through some of the physicality um and i like that he wants to play every game even though he shouldn't i, I really like all of those things quick quick side note here with the new uh rule change to the time yeah. of who do you think yeah. is our first player to commit that offense and have to sit out for two minutes i don't know nico and Stroud are both gone um <laughs> First guy to do that. Look at him turning maybe the Indy. tables on us. Um, and be kind of young. Here's, you know, maybe no, no, he gets maybe forget. Indy, he does. Indy See, that's the thing. We just he don't... gets up quick. It, it, it's not, it won't be in the first game. It'll be against RSL and it'll be when Markanic starts and Markanic's going to do something mm. stupid. <laughs> and he's going to be the first one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have too many people that go and stay down anymore. I mean, most of the guys get right back up. I mean, yeah, or they're I too big it's, and they never go down. Honest like, I to mean, God, honest to God, most of the women I know have the same complaint that the guys just don't stay down long enough. <laughs> you need to know other women, um, or other men, I guess. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I just think uh, <laughs> I think it's probably Mark Hans, that, That's a good one. Uh, yeah, Celio doesn't say maybe Az. Young, just maybe I could see, kind of forgets. I could, I could, see, I could see Blom in one of his slide tackles catching somebody off on mm-hmm. a, and mis, mistiming it just a step, yeah, and getting sent off for one of those. Well, well, so it's not for that. It's if well, you go it's, down, it's, if he, it's for. Well, he, it's also I thought if you like make a like on a breakaway, right? If you're like stopping. Uh, like essentially killing it, right? I thought there was a piece so of that you're, to you're, it as you're well. You're getting potential things mixed up here. What, what 
Tyler's referring to is if you are down on the ground for more than 15 seconds and it's not a head injury and it's not a goalkeeper, there may mm-hmm. be a few other things. But essentially, if you're on the ground for 15 or more seconds, the medical staff will remove you from the field for further evaluation and you have to stay off for at least two minutes. Yeah. So it's basically, oh, yeah, yeah. who no. it, it's the prevent. I'm thinking diving. of the. I'm thinking of the, the blue sin card bins, thing. Blue card thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I don't. No, as far as we don't need to get on that. No. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So we go back to diving then. Yeah. I was. I was so. I was on the wrong wrong track there. Right. Um, I could see Cl- it being Klaus because Klaus isn't paying attention and it's like being like you know like his what the fuck thing while he sits on his ass you know yeah and like i could see it being clouds and it being like 17 or 18 seconds of being sent off yeah um so we're back to number two man okay that first question was long sorry about that that's okay that's this is why we do like it long you are on fire tonight um that's what she said so what position does watts get the most minutes at this year central defensive mid right back or left back since he's been playing there in preseason Oh, that's a good one. Probably I'm going to go with center defensive mid. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Back to you. Back to you for number three. Yeah, I think it's left back, but uh, going to number three. See, and you're, I way, think I know- you're way more down on Mark Hannis than I am. I, I like the way he plays. I think he'll be fine. So I think um, that they will. I could also see the right back or right. Uh, actually a right wing, like right midfield position, depending on how Totland plays. Right. Um, where he could play more right right mid, because right, you can put right, right mid on mid, there. Yeah. Um, oh, where he could play I didn't f- even think about so, that. Yeah, but Love it's fine. It's cool. You know. Uh, You're better at this I only, than I am. You know, that's what your mom told me. So uh, that's my what Joelner's mom this, told so me. That's, so. that's great. Sorry, mom. My friends suck. I've made bad choices my whole life. <laughs> you know what? Your mom is a nice lady and somebody that I enjoy having discussions with anytime we have uh, family get-togethers that you invite me to. So <clears throat> I think I know what your answer is going to be on this one based on what we said earlier. But who gets or who plays more minutes this year, Durkin or Blown? I think Durkin. Yeah. He he's kind of in that Sam camp too of just having the body of a of a high level football player, so mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, yeah, I just think he uh, overtakes Blum at some point. If and not that, I think Carnell gets a minute somewhere else. He yeah. he's inevitable. So. And Blum, I think, could also work his way back into um, the national team picture. I think you know there are fitness concerns that we saw a lot last year, especially in the summer. Um, Doesn't like that super hot summer. weather. Yeah. And Durkin played in Washington last year. He kind of knows, you know, right. he's been in MLS, exactly. so he's more yeah. used to the weather. Now, this is one that we should know within the next three-ish days, I guess. Will they announce that Brendan McSorley, McSorley, as they like to yell, especially Tim Parker, uh, has been signed to a first-team contract? Or will he be signed to a City 2 contract? I could see him in City 2 mainly just because we have the ability to bring him up if we need him. So I do think he probably starts off on city two. I'm, I think we're more likely to see Kojima get a first team contract. I don't think Kojima will play like a ton. I mean, I mean, there's obviously games where he'll have to rotate in, but I just think, 
I just think McSorley, McSorley, I just think mm-hmm. he needs a little bit more seasoning and a little bit more time to yeah. just get used to the NFL or not the NFL. Yeah. MSL. It, MLS, Jesus. Calendar yeah. and schedule. Yeah, I think before I hand it back to Tyler, I think they both get first team contracts and mm-hmm. I think that they both especially McSorley, I think he you know, because first team players can play for City Two without like any limitations. Um, and I think he does that and then can play as much as we need with the first team. Um, and then if we sign another striker in the summer window, I think they use that full season loan to send them down the city to for the rest of the year is, is my thought. Um, but anyway, on to Tyler. All right. So you want to do number six uh, and I can do number five. Yeah. I yeah, okay. tried to rearrange them and I dragged it to the yeah. wrong spot. So I, I see what you um, wanted. Yeah. I knew what you wanted. Yeah. Uh, because this led right into a question that I wanted to ask, which is uh, this season, McSorley, Kojima, or Glover, who makes the biggest impact uh, or gets Ooh, the most minutes? Biggest impact? <clears throat> Probably Glover. Um, I think they will utilize him some. Um, but with... I. I personally would rather see Kojima more. I have really been impressed with him. So, um, and just his attitude, you know, I think he's already kind of got that professional level attitude. Glover's still pretty young. McSorley's still pretty young. I think he comes in with a little bit better of a professional mind about him and is better with the day-to-day stuff. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Glover I, just because he is a striker. Make it, you know, make it a goal. We'll probably see him definitely, I think, in that first U.S. Open Cup game oh for so, sure I, mean, I think all three of them could play in that u.s potentially yeah game. so yeah but yeah uh follow-up question to that which is not on the list <clears throat> Ooh. if mcsorley goes to city two and they feel like he uh is ready do you th- see them potentially loaning him out to uh somewhere similar to uh perez like next season you mean like mm-hmm. Not in the middle of this season. You mean like between not, this not, season and not next in season. the middle of this season? I don't see him getting loaned out this season. But if he doesn't right. break it into the first team, do you see McSorley getting loaned out next before I next mean, season? I would, I would like to if he's not going to get minutes. Sure, just so he can get some playing time and again get that professional lifestyle under his belt. I mean, I think that's half the battle right there is just learning how to be a professional. So, but I mean, I could definitely see it. I mean, falls this, like you said, falls the same trajectory as Perez. You know, I wouldn't mind it. Well, that is actually the next question that is about Miguel Perez. So if you listen to other podcasts, and I know that you do, mm-hmm. um, you hear a lot of the a thing that gets thrown around a lot, it sounds like, um, <clears throat> is that Perez could, could be like Big Sam where we play, you know, Sam did not play the first few games, and then so they loaned him out to San Antonio, and then they recalled him when we needed him. Mm-hmm. Um and he came back and he was on fire and people seem to think that we're just going to, you know, that we're going to pull Perez back in the middle of the year mm-hmm. and he's just going to be lights out because he's been playing at USL for a few months. And so my question is, and I don't agree with that theory. I should say that. Yeah. I, um, do you think he will stay loaned the full season to Birmingham Legion or do you think we will recall him in the middle of the year? Um, I would like to see him spend the whole year there. Um, I think the only reason they bring him back is for like, if Blum's out for an extended period of time or like Blum mm-hmm. and Durkin both go down, I mean, I think they maybe call him back then, but 
unless there's some long-term injury, I think they try their best to keep him down with Birmingham just so he can get that. And again, mm-hmm. Perez is a little different from Sam because Sam has that Greek god body. Perez is a fucking beanpole. I love the kid to death, but he's a beanpole and just needs to be hit in the gym every day. Um, you know, same thing with Markanich. That dude just needs to spend every day in the gym. You know, um, yeah. But you know, if if he can put some muscle on and really, you know, especially if they want him playing that c- central defensive mid. I mean, Blum's not the biggest guy, but he's got strength. You know, yeah. and I think that's something that Perez is still lacking. And I think, you know, hopefully Birmingham just has a really good weightlifting area because yeah. he needs it. So, so, so you'd but say I you're, think he has your great quality. Though. You're hammering. So you're saying you're hammering down on Perez staying loaned out for the whole season. Oh, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Kaylor Hodges. You are mm-hmm. going to love that if you listen to us, which I know you don't, <laughs> buddy. But if you did, um, I. So funny thing that you said that about Blum before we move on because uh, Indy when Indy did his city voices episode last year, mm-hmm. um, they asked him like, who's the strongest on the ball. And his, his answer was actually blown. Yeah. That dude, that dude is the can one control guy he the can ball, not get the ball from. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is I've only been able to watch one Birmingham Legion preseason game so far because they've only streamed the one. Uh, but from what I've heard, he's actually been playing more and he definitely did in that game too. He's actually been playing more as an attacking midfielder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Legion, which is interesting which when you think of what he needs to improve on it's his on the ball skills mm-hmm. so you're going to put him in a position where he's going to have to be on the ball a little mm-hmm. bit more um but anyway so then we kind of flip flopped a little bit it'd be my somehow. question because you just asked the press so we're on to seven. Oh right you're on um, seven and you do the odds right okay we're good so uh next question is does uh st louis city win any hardware this year no, I know that's a really shitty answer, but I, just I almost think... just slammed my screen closed. <laughs> I mean, I took the under on the Blues points total, and I've been taking shit for it ever since. I so. I know that's kind of a pessimistic route to go, but I mean, uh, silverware is hard to come by in the MLS. I mean, you know, I th- don't think we probably get the MSL or the Supporter Shield or the MS MLS. <laughs> no ignore his hand yeah uh and then you know i mean the Concacaf cup i think there's no real chance once we get into those mexican teams u.s open cup you know i just i just don't think the guys are quite ready you know um and then leagues cup i don't even think we care about it so i think they just kind of let that one wh- which one am i forgetting the, the, the MLS actual MLS Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to say differently, but I just think, I mean, Lute said he's on a five-year plan, and I just think it's going to take a little bit more time for everyone to gel. Yeah. I'm just saying there's five chances. There are five, but I mean, you know. I, I'm just, the moment we win, I'm going to come back and I'm going to clip this segment as me counting down and shaking my head at you. Um, just so I can be like, look, well, I thought it might happen, and I wanted no, to be more optimistic. I, I would, and I'm just going to send it to you in our group chat. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to make it real and not even post it. That's, that's, that's I'm not even going to post it to the public. Gonna I'm just going to send yeah. it just to you, just to rub, just to rub the salt in. Hey, I'll know. take it because then guess what we want? <laughs> I like to set my expectations low, so whenever we come in, we're achievers. You know, we've overachieved. Yeah. 
So I was going to say, uh, if some, we're just achieving, if you have low people, expectations and we're just achievers, like <laughs> that means we're just performing I mean, poorly. Like you expect. I, know, I know you said that, but I mean, some people coming in would actually be, you know, underachieving. Yeah. I don't uh, think that worked the way that you which, expected, but wh- which nice one try. do you think, uh, which one do you think do we have the best shot of winning then? Open cup. Open cup. Okay. If we play, there's well, yeah, one of the I things mean, that would suggest it is that the teams in the Champions Cup aren't going to participate in the Open Cup to reduce fixture congestion. That's one of the things that's been thrown out there that will piss me off to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we participate in the Open Cup, I think that is the easiest path to. Yeah, just because you don't have to face, you know, the Liga Mekis teams, yeah. you know, I mean, right. I think. And, and what it what really can happen is if you are not like like last year Chicago started taking it seriously way earlier than than City would have. So mm-hmm. we ended up playing a game that was mostly backups for us and mostly starters for Chicago. Yeah. And you know, Chicago starters aren't great, but they were better than our backups at least at that time. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh oh, okay, my turn. So I'm going to give you guys a choice on this and I want to hear both answers, okay? Okay. This question is, where does City finish in the league table at the end of the regular season? And I'm going to give you the option. Would you rather do an over-under or would you rather do groups? And this is like what you actually think. What will they do? Not what you hope they do, what you think they will actually happen. Realistic answer. I think they will finish fourth. Oh, okay. Great. Specific. Specific. Fourth for both of you? Yeah. So actually, that's that's where I I have them. I I think the range is three to six. But I, yeah. I am optimistic, and I will say fourth. I, I think anything top five is is a success. Um, I realistically think third or fourth, but I think fourth is a more realistic opportunity. So fourth is actually where I'd put them as well. Awesome. Wait, that go. was the easiest question we had yet. That was. Nice. I was like, you were both like, uh, we're finishing fourth, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, here's a fun one for you. And I actually want both of your answers, both of your answers on this one as well. What is St. Louis city's point total this year? 50. That that's a lot. Actually, I'm going to change that 48. I'm going to say 47. Yeah. 46. Change it. 46. (laughs) 37. Clip that. Clip I'm that a, when we hit 46. Pessimistic now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? What, I, what do you have? Me? Yeah. Uh, I I honestly had initially picked them somewhere in the 45 to 50 range. So somewhere yeah. where you guys are at. But I yeah. I, I think, again, it all depends. There's so many things that go into a season. Um, it's hard to pick an exact number, which is why I was glad I got to ask this question. I don't have to answer it. That's That's fair. In fact, I'm pulling up last year's table so I can see what place in the playoffs yeah, that that's gives what them I was and see if that too. correlates yeah. with uh, with it. Uh, Why don't you ask your question? West, up it, no. Um, in the West, uh, 48 points would put them at sixth. So, interesting. Um, question. Okay. So, the West is going to be far, even worse this year. That's what we're going uh, with. I think the West is going to, I think the West will have more parity this year. I think mm-hmm. the teams that improved were the bottom dwellers and I think they're going to steal some points. So I think it's going to be yeah. a, a, a more tighter, of a, yeah. a tighter race across the board where I think the East is going to continue to be 
your top teams and your bottom teams. Okay. Question. Who do you guys think will be on the bottom of the West? Mm. Can I say Austin? I'm going to say Austin. Or Minnesota. Yeah, I I think Minnesota. It it sounds like there's a dumpster fire up there right now. So. Actually, yeah, because they I, don't even have a coach yeah. right now, right? So, yeah. Like Minnesota, yeah, I was Minnesota like, definitely. Minnesota's my my pick for bottom. I think Austin's going to be in the bottom three, mm-hmm. and I think while the Colorado Rapids have improved and, and signed some good players, I still don't see them outside of the bottom five. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so. This is a, a three-part question. So in our three tournaments Jeez. that we are in, for sure, other than Open Cup, mm-hmm. so that's Champions Cup, Leagues Cup, playoffs. Okay. How far do you think we will go? Like, how many rounds do you think we will advance? Um. Okay, so for the MLS Cup, let's go. We'll advance to, I'm going to say the conference final, but then we lose okay. there. I'm going to be optimistic oh, there. Bold. Yeah, bold. bold. I love bold. it. We're here for that. That's um, the kind of content our Champions Cup, hey. we go out in the first round. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Fuck off. <laughs> I think <laughs> we 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 stomp Houston into the dirt because they're so undermanned right now. Uh, then I think we probably do lose to Columbus, unfortunately. So I think the road stops there. Um, and then for Leagues Cup, I mean, who's the first – no, we the, the, the we have the, a group. It's a group yeah, stage. The, it's like a World the, Cup style. So it's FC Juarez and FC Dallas. I think we get out of the group stage this year for sure, since yeah. we're not facing like a Tigres or what is it, Monterey and Chivas. You know, some of those higher level clubs, yeah, America, yeah, bottom yeah. dweller club, and there's some major. Yeah. Hmm? yeah, I was gonna say Club America and Columbus were as a a rough pairing last yeah. year. Yeah, that yeah. fucking hurt. Yeah. I mean, um, so it just, uh, you know, I think we uh, get through the group stage on that. And then, you know, I mean, it all depends on who our draw is, you know, once the group stages yeah. are determined. So, I mean, with that, it's hard to really say. But, you know, depending on who we get paired up with, I think if it's an MLS team, I think we have a good shot of going through a round. If it's a high-level Liga Mekis team, probably, probably the road stops Probably there. not. Yeah. yeah. So – Cool. How about you guys? Um, mainly just playoffs. the cup. Yeah, we're. Uh, Which so I think Champions Cup, we make it to the quarterfinals because both Columbus and Houston are um, possession-based teams, and it takes time to build that cohesion when the season starts. Leagues Cup, we make it out of the group, and anything after that is bonus. And playoffs, I think we win the first round, hey. and then probably go out after that. Mm. I, I have uh, some some interesting thoughts there. Uh, I get I agree. I think we get uh, through the first two rounds of Champions Cup for the same reason John stated. I think when it comes to Leagues Cup, we get out of the group. Um, and I think this is where it gets interesting. If in the Leagues Cup we win uh, a knockout round or two, um, or we make it further in the Champions Cup, it's going to change my opinion on the playoffs because... Uh, that knock, that knocked out style experience plays well when we get to the playoffs. Um, if we don't do well in the other two, then I think we win the first round series and we bow out. If we do well in the other two, I think we're looking at conference final uh, or better. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Your turn, big guy. 
See, All right. there, I'm massaging your ego again. <laughs> You're just saying that because I weigh like 50 pounds more than you. Uh, is <laughs> My question for you, Tyler, though, is AZ, Big Sam, or both sold in the summer window? Mm, um, I think just one of them goes. Now, which one? I don't know. I think... I think AZ took a little bit of a drop off towards the end of last year, so I think his value's down kind of right now. Um, and like I said, I have big expectations for Big Sam, so I think he'll definitely get some eyes. But I do think one of them goes, but probably not both, just because of the depth. You know, I do think Lutz probably has plans to bring in a striker, but who knows? It kind of just depends on where we're at in the season. I mean, they're so fluid. I don't think anything's really set in stone with Carnell or Lutz. You know, on any on any situation, honestly. So Okay. I I could see that. I do agree. I think they're gonna bring in another striker um before the the transfer windows closed. Mm-hmm. Um in some way or another they will have another striker on the on the team and a striker with some experience. I can't fault your logic. Um next one. Over under Joao Klaus goals. Um, I really struggled on what to put this number on. Um, Some of the other podcasts I heard were guessing that Klaus would have anywhere between like 10 and 13 goals. And I'm like, come on, the guy had 10 goals last year and played half the season. Like, Mm -hmm. really, that's what you're going to guess he gets this year? Um, You also have to remember, if he gets injured, he's also the type that is going to make sure he is a 100% before he comes back. That's true. Um, I'm going to set the line for him at 16.5 over or under under just because of the potential injury risk that dude has a weird ass gait and i think he is the zion zion of this league i think he is just gonna have some weird ass fucking leg injuries throughout the year and it's just that's, unfortunate uh, i really hope I, that's not the case but he runs way too weird to not we, just uh, have some injuries every episode if klaus comes up that that is a comment we make that he is yeah. the most bow-legged person yeah. we have ever seen and he just he does not like look like he should be as athletic as he no. is in no. any way shape or form yeah. but um so i'm gonna say under but just Barely. I do think so he plays 15. more. Yeah, I think he. That's the number I was hoping you would be around. And uh, so yeah, I would. I see him around the fifteen mark. Let's see. He started, or he played in nineteen matches last year with that injury, and I think he'll probably be more up around like twenty six. Like I could see him missing some time, like a month or two. I don't right. see him missing a whole nother chunk. Hopefully, so. All right, all right. And this is across all competitions, not not league play. Oh well, I if just want changes it. So oh, uh, wow. if it if it's all competitions, I'd probably go higher then. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm just looking at the MLS stat. So right. Yeah, I'd probably say higher then. Over. Okay. I like you said higher than, and you put your fingers like this to your lips. Mm, no. That's I what the guy. That. You know, that guy. That guy gets it. He understands what we're about. <laughs> so. Uh, next, uh, question is going to be, uh, over or under for Leuven free kick goals. Okay. Um, and again, across all competitions, 
Uh, and I'm going to set your over under at two and a half. Mm. And I I'm think a... he had two last year. Yeah. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, he did. I'm going to go over. I think that dude's a beast. And I know that that one, some people consider lucky, you know, was he, was he shooting for the pass or, you know, um, but create your own luck. Yeah. You put that position. in a dangerous position and it just had the perfect right amount. Um, plus again, he missed some time last year. Hopefully he doesn't yep. miss that time. I'm assuming he's healthy. I just think he's way too dangerous. Um, yeah. I will say I was at that, the game for that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like all like the stadium was kind of quiet for a moment when it went in because we were like, Oh, that, that went in. Yeah. <laughs> like we were kind of like surprised. Um, but he did say afterwards that he always, that's where he's always aiming. And if someone gets a head on it, that's like great. Yeah. And if people don't, then it's hopefully on frame and can go in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then still related to Leuven, um, over under on Leuven goal contributions across all competitions. So this is direct goals that he scores and assists combined. Okay. Um, and I'm going to put that at 13.5. Over. Over. For right. sure. Over. Yep. I think uh, I think Leuven, if he stays healthy, is going to be our all-star this year. I have high expectations for him. He's on my jersey. Second favorite player. Was my favorite player last year. I think he just uh, – he's a baller. He's just going to get – he's going to be setting people up. I think he definitely obviously has more assists than goals. But um, I would probably put him closer to – probably like the 19 mark on goal contributions. I think it's going to be, yeah. I think he's... Holy shit. I mean, he had 15 (laughs) last year just in MLS. Did he really have 15? I thought he had 12. And and on only only 12, or only 29 starts in MLS. Mm. So, I mean... I should have set that line at 15.5 then. Yeah, doesn't matter. So, but yeah, I think over. (laughs) We didn't didn't bet, so it doesn't matter if I made a bad bad line. (laughs) Uh, next question. Uh, there's been some additions in the league in this position, so it'll be interesting to see your take on this. Does Berkey repeat as goalkeeper of the year? Yes. Let me say that with all my chest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> can I? Can you say it more? Uh, you know, more uh, in a way that would turn Sensual. me on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he wins again. Berkey's the best. I mean, I'm a Tottenham fan, so I love Hugo, but uh, dude's washed up. So, yeah, I, I think I, mean, I think I, mean, I think I mean, uh, they're going to be a little disappointed by, by, uh, <laughs> by a center back. Yeah, so, by a backup center. Back. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think uh, Berkey's got that on lockdown. So, and all right. So, Zach Steffen can, yeah. He, no, no, he should go to League not, One. Yeah, over in England. <laughs> that's that is a drop off. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, City two players. So these are people not signed to first team contracts. These are guys like Johnny yep. Klein, mm-hmm. um, etc. Tyson Pierce. Uh, Tyson. No, mm-hmm. he has a homegrown contract. He's a he's a first team player oh, technically. Okay. okay. Um, 
32 player that gets the most significant minutes or a first team contract uh, before the start of the 2025 season? Well, I think they're going to have McSorley on City too, so I'm going to say him. Because I do think okay. they bring him up, but I think he is a, I think they sign him to a City 2 contract. So I'm going to say him. Got it. Got it. I was going to go with Michael Vinsel myself, but uh, can't hate that. I think we're okay at center way. back just because Jake can also play center back if necessary. That's you know, true. if there's an we injury. Have, so, yeah. And actually, Dirk, Durkin's played there as well. Yeah, you know, he would right. be fine there. I mean, obviously, I don't think well, they would want to play him there, but. And it wasn't really by plan, but there was at least one game where we used Blom as kind of a third central center back. Yeah, I think like point. a sub. There was like a sub yeah. thing where he kind they, of basically they, played. Right. Further back. It was, yeah. it was like our very pitiful attempt at a low block, mm-hmm. um, which is not how we're built. But um, number 17, I'm a, Tyler's going to ask this. Short Tyler's going to ask this, but I just have to say 17 is my lucky number. So I'm really, I was almost, I was about to add another question. And then I was like, nah, nah. It's a good question. It's a good one to end on. 17 is my favorite. Let's go. What is our record against Sporting Kansas this year? Are we, we just doing three a, times? Okay, so we're just doing MLS. We're, okay. Yeah, the three guaranteed games yeah. that we have against. We, them. we know yeah. we were for sure playing them three times. And we get two home games this year again, right? No, no, we're no, away. They twice. get two okay. home games. Yeah, but but you know, City Park West is like a second home game. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two one and zero. I say we get two wins, but we lose one. One of them on the road, of course. I think we steal yeah. one from them in Kansas. God, I hope so. I hope, and I hope it's like a six-nil beating. Yeah, because their barbecue lacks flavor, and it's not. It's just it's false advertising. I hope That's it's like it's a three-two with with us getting the score and like extra time to really just like stick them at them. You know, it needs to be <sighs> one of those two. It either needs yeah. to be an absolute beatdown or one where we score like we're down two to one and we score right. two goals, one in like the 88th and yeah. one in the 92nd Agreed. minute. You need to just I mean, grab their hearts and rip them out. I mean, Chelsea <laughs> has won some games that way this year. And I can tell you it's a very frustrating 88 minutes and then four minutes of like, what the fuck just happened to me? So, oh yeah, that sounds like most of the dates that you've been on in your life, John. No, most of the dates that I've been on in my life have been with my wife and they've been very chill because uh, very comfortable in this relationship at this point. 12 years on, oh, if you can imagine. Come on. Just just let me have one here, man. I can't. God. Just once. Just once. Can you be cool? Just let me have my joke. Just laugh and say, I'd oh, yeah, not. you're moderately funny at times. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah? Yeah. Would you like me to, like, set you up? Should I, like, say, like, do you know who's not moderately funny? And let you take that from there? No. Okay. Segway yourself, no. then. <laughs> You know what? Here's a better question. Um, we we did have a lot of different kits that were released, and you and I, all three of us, were in the group chat together, and we've been discussing their kits. Um, there's been some really good ones. Um, there's been some meh or not so good ones. I think we could all agree the uh, Minnesota kit was pretty nice. Uh, we yeah. all liked the uh, sexy Seattle kit with the, especially with those blue uh, shorts, um, was looking real good. It's fine. I've I know we hate your mouth. I know we hate them, but I mean, Sportings is pretty nice with the Argyle. So. Oh yeah, Sportings is. A it's top nice that they brought year. the Argyle back. Um, I, I appreciate seeing that. 
Um, do you know another kit that I really liked, uh, surprisingly, was Colorado's kit? Um, but do you know what I don't like is their owner, Stan Kroenke. It's kind of uh, a knockoff of ours, though, real... with the whole geometric, wavy. Theirs is just blocks instead of lines, and it's the wavy pattern. Yeah. So they ripped us off again. Checkers. Stan Kroenke is always trying to rip off St. Louis. Um, sadly, the guy is a real piece of shit. Um, and for that, we hate him. <laughs> Most importantly... Uh, Stan Kroenke, I hope you go to bed listening to this and realizing how much all of us hate you. Good night. Um, but back. <laughs>